and they're living on the streets. Vehicles, a white van, unknown license. I've seen a flying saucer. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lost Frequency Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Ray. And today we had, um, <laughs> I was like a Michigan Bigfoot Rob. Bigfoot Michigan Rob. Bigfoot Michigan Rob. You get, you get it right. I would say Big Rob from Michigan before I would say, because it's just, it's just in my brain. I have to really, literally, normally I write them down to make sure I get them correctly. There's no disrespect. <laughs> it's just that I'm uh, a little uh, slow. Well, no, you, you, you like to have things written in front of you, which is fair enough. What, which is like, you know, you, we always talk about your, uh, what's the one that you have? ADD? Yeah. Add. Add. I That's added up. I have subtract. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. That was but, good. Uh, that was good. Was it? Yeah. It was not bad. bad. It was bad. It was bad, what's but you did the, the add system? and we did the subtract. Kind of rating you give that I would give that a six. Oh. I, I go by many. many Don't go six. Novels. We're going on the scale of zero to 100. No, it was, <laughs> it was zero to 10. It was always no, zero no, to 10. No, that's you, zero to 10. I was a zero to 11. Oh, oh, okay. So then, well, what would you rate it then? I'm not going to rate my own joke. I mean, I'm not that narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that was a very intense uh, encounter he, he tells us about. Yeah, stay tuned for that one because uh, I guarantee. Well, I'm sure you've probably maybe heard something like that before, but I know that we've hadn't, we hadn't, and uh, it was um, very emotional as well as uh, very insightful, and uh, it was a little bit more than what we usually do. Just, just stay tuned; it's going to be really good. Definitely. So, Ryan, yeah. what's up? So, I was listening the other day to um, a podcast that I enjoy. You know, nothing to do with paranormal or anything. Um, it's actually a marketing uh, podcast that I really do enjoy, and. They oh were discussing God. jaywalking, of all things. Jaywalking? Yeah, yeah. So back when cars were first being introduced, mm-hmm. one of the biggest problems was, what, what would you think? When you're introducing cars to roads, that roads only had people walking and maybe horses, what would you assume the problem was? I would think like horse mafias, like just going around and just kicking the shit out of cars. No, no, but what no. would what would be the no? Like, you mean like a real world? You mean like real world? Uh, real world. What would you? Assume I would about? imagine. I'd imagine uh, crashing into each other, yeah, cra- crashing into people, actually okay. killing people. This was a huge issue that was happening, and actually one of the biggest uh, issues was people were not as an issue, but people were flat out blaming the car drivers, even if people weren't people would just walk out into the street and get killed, mowed, mowed over by these cars. It was the car's fault, even if it wasn't the car's fault. It was the car's fault, and people were getting well, actually car, charged. The, I, I, I'm not. It's not the car. It's the driver. The well, cars. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like the, you know the, the driver of the car. Sorry. Guns don't kill people. You're people right. with guns kill people, right? So <laughs> they were uh, blaming um, the drivers, and the drivers were actually were getting charged with manslaughter. That's crazy. Yeah, th- that was when it was clearly not even their fault. So, how is this tie into marketing? I don't know. Okay. It was getting to the point where the legislation was coming through, where they're trying to ban cars and actually even just put limiters on cars so that the cars couldn't go any faster than 25 miles an hour. Mm. That was it. So what happened? Well, the, I mean, it was like the Ford Motor Company mm-hmm. and other, other such um, developers of vehicles. 
came together and, you know, pro um, proposed to a marketing company, you know, help us out. So what the marketing company did is they started creating this marketing where it was, they had clowns and the clowns would be like acting all dumb and a car would drive and, you know, the car would hit into the, the clown and they, they put it more of the onus onto the clown, onto the, the people that it was their fault. And of course there was crosswalks. Crosswalks were invented prior to that then, uh, prior to this getting to this level. Well, street cars and things like that too. Yeah, well, no, no, and carriages no, no, and horses. No, 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 no. 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 So crosswalks were used for because of the introduction of vehicles. Ah, okay. So they were trying to get these people to keep on continuing on walking in these crosswalks, but people would still be walking out on the streets because, of course, that is what they're accustomed to. So they started making this marketing campaign of "You're a dummy," you know, it's your fault that you're getting hit by the car, and. And they actually were starting to pressure the police to literally grab women. Of course, they're not going to be grabbing women, but grab women who, who jaywalk and walk them back to the curb where they started from and put them back. What does that mean? What does that exactly mean, though? Jaywalk? Where does that, where does that terminology You know come what? From? That was in the episode, but I, I missed it. And I was thinking, I'm like, come on, Rye, think of it, think of it. But I couldn't. I can't think of it. But it was oh. this jaywalk. And so what they started doing is putting the onus on the pedestrians and saying it's your fault even though sometimes it really wasn't but it's also kind of crazy because the jay the jaywalking laws now because I, I lived in baltimore and we had some some blocks were really long like the one of the longest blocks literally in america in the city is like two or three blocks down the street so for me to go cross the street to go see my friend i gotta literally walk like i don't know like 200 yards meters whatever just to go it's ridiculous it, it, it is. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that like in, in those scenarios, well, there should be more um, allocations of crosswalks or some people call or them zebras or, or whatever they or call leniency. it. leniency. Possibly. But yeah, like, but they do that to protect people so that they, because drivers are not paying attention, even now, more so now than, than in the past. I, I hate know? the fact, I'm going to tell you something. I hate seatbelts. Yeah. I hate fucking airbags. I hate all that stuff. Let me have the choice as to whether or not I want to kill myself. And, and, and I agree. I agree. But what happens if I hit you? And I'm like, I understand what you're saying. Dude, I made a, I made a van of man's game. It's not going to happen. Okay, so, so if my car hits you and I'm at fault and you die because you're not wearing a seatbelt, you know, I'm going to be carrying that guilt with me. You're the one now. driving and I'm not wearing a seatbelt. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you, you, you totally missed. So of course, you're you're driving. Driving. Yes. Yeah, you're driving. I'm driving. And I'm driving. Oh, okay. We're both driving. Two different vehicles. Okay. I hit you. Oops. My fault. My I'm fault. I'm sure it's two different vehicles, but okay. <laughs> okay. So what's right? This, this conversation is driving me crazy. <laughs> okay. But I hit you. Yes. And, and. You know, maybe we're only going 30 miles an right, hour, right, 25 right. miles an hour. But because you're not wearing a seatbelt, you fly, you know, you're, you're cannonballing out, out the front window. Right. And, and you die. Right. Okay. Fair enough. That's your choice not to wear the seatbelt. Yes. But I've just killed you. Yes. Now, no, you didn't kill me. No, killed, no, no. I killed myself. No, I caused the accident. That you wouldn't have happened if I, if I didn't hit you. Yeah, but okay? I wouldn't have died if I didn't decide to put a seatbelt on. But... Yeah, so if, if you would have put the seatbelt on, you wouldn't have died. Right. So it's my choice. That was yours. your choice, but the accident was caused by me. So even even though you're saying that's your choice, you still said, I don't care. If you were responsible for the accident, 
uh, it, it's still on me. But still, right. I'm, I'm still carrying. Right. Do not put government control down my throat. You know, you know, some Americans don't like uh, that shit. But what I'm saying though is, <laughs> and, and it's not government control. I'm just saying. Well, it is because if you don't, if you don't put the seatbelt on, they find you. They do. They do. Yeah. You know what? And 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 I agree that we should have that. Uh, like normally, I would say no. It's it's my choice. And I literally my just, body, my I, choice, right? And I literally just came up with this as we we're just talking, like this side, this side of this uh, this argument. Yes. Because hey, devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. So now no problem, I'm responsible, no and I have your death on my hands. Whether you say it was my choice not to wear my seatbelt, I I, well, I fucking, still you know like fucking man up. You got blood on your hands. Move on. <laughs> Genghis Khan didn't care. Well, guess Excuse what? Me, Gen- Genghis Khan. Get, guess what? I actually care. I actually care if I, I have someone's blood. On my hands. I don't. You know what I do? I speed up and but the, fucking the, turn my windshield wipers on more. This conversation totally took a left turn. But what, what I was trying to say is, <laughs> is so what I was trying to say was that. You know, with the right marketing and the right media, you can convince the masses that even if these people aren't necessarily were at fault, that they are at fault and they have the onus now. So the responsibility completely did a 180 and flipped onto mm-hmm. the pedestrians. And they can also do the same thing with what happened for two to three years. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. You know, with marketing, you know, it's amazing. You know, with as long as you deliver it in a way, you can convince the world that, that, that upside heat, is down and that it's heating up. That, uh, <laughs> that upside is down and downside is up. You, you really can. Because I remember when I was a kid in the nineties, you would see the weather report on the TV, and it would just be like, "Oh, it's all in Fahrenheit, ladies and gentlemen." Ninety four, ninety two, ninety, ninety five, and it was just being. And like, the map was green. It was orange, orange, yellow. And now my my sister sent me one today. It said ninety four, extreme heat warning. It's all manipulation, all of it. Well, like let, let's step back. I know you're saying that was in the the 90s, but let's step back to the 70s. I, you know, I, I, I actually remember early 80s. I'm not saying I know this happened in the 70s, but early 80s when they were pushing Ice Age. The next yeah, Ice yes. Age is coming. Oh wow! You know, so the Ice Age is coming, and all those predictions all fell through. Now we switch to global warm. Now we switch to global warming. All those predictions fell through. They're actually, they're actually. If you actually look into it, ladies and gentlemen, it's neat. it's either stayed the same or no, it's gone the opposite. We're direction. actually going on the opposite. Yeah, it was. You know, the Maldives, the Maldives islands were actually supposed to be underwater, and that was underwater. I think by 2010, 2010, they were supposed to be underwater. But guess what? Nada. And take that, Al Gore. One hundred percent. It was a money now, ploy. Uh, now look at this. Now, if this. And no matter what you believe, I'm going to tell you this. If this was legitimately an issue of rising sea levels, why would banks still give mortgages out for beachfront property? They would be... They wouldn't get the return on their investment? No, no. They would be like, uh-uh, we can't do this, you know, right. because yeah, it would not go through. And and this is something to think about. And it, it's just not. So with the proper marketing, question, you can dude. convince everyone to do things. So... All these, all these set goals that were Damn, supposed dude. to be achieved. That was great. Huh. You got Thanks. me. You really got me there. Then. <laughs> but with with all these goals that that or these predictions, none of these predictions have come true. Okay, we are actually actually the ice caps are actually growing. The polar bear population that they it's said increased. was going to be decimated has increased. I believe it's increased by five thousand in the last. I, I don't quote me on ten years, but I think it's ten years. They've quote it, it increased by five thousand. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's huge. I think that's from Coca Cola. <laughs> Promoting them. <laughs> They've been drinking the Coca Cola and we had the Northern. Don't, 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 this is the thing. Like, this podcast is all about not taking things at face value. It's we like, like to question everything. Right. Because if you're being ridiculed for, you know, whatever encounter you're having, whatever paranormal activity, or et cetera, et cetera, what about the things that are being fed to you every day? What about the polarization of your ideas versus somebody else's ideas and how you hate them? All BS. Think for yourself and be, like I always say, your own hero, dude. This is, this is ridiculous. Yep. Love your neighbor. Find out. Go across the street today. Bring a fruit basket. Knock on the door and find out who the hell they are. Yeah. Because you know that. You, you can live in a city of a million people and not know anybody. 100%. You can, live in, you can live in a city. Well, small towns are usually not like that. Everybody knows what everybody else's business is doing. But, you know, even in, even in these smaller cities, some people just don't know what their neighbor or who their neighbors are anymore. And that that wasn't the way it used to be. No. I remember growing up and I would always be outside. My dad would say, get outside or I put my foot in your ass. <laughs> and guess what? I never got a foot in my ass because I would go outside. For sure. Which is why I'm in good shape still. There you go. Not attractive, but in good shape. Anyhow. So, so. you know, it, it, it's been, it was really awesome interview we had and that being said you know we're always looking for more interviews and 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 speaking of actually of questioning things and not you know putting things out there that not being afraid to be ridiculed well just wait for next week's uh uh next week's podcast you know that one's going to be one probably the most ridiculed group yeah and don't have a listen have a listen to what it's going to be said you know it's not always on the level or sometimes it is wow that was great you like that yeah dude that was oh man that was incredible and i do not want to mess that up with my horseshit uh anyway once again guys do us a favor when the podcast comes out on thursday share that joker um like, subscribe, comment, say say something to your neighbor. Hey, hey, Bob, you're over there. You know, like the guy, you give him the fruit basket. Next thing you know, you're showing him the Lost Frequency podcast. <laughs> and uh, they can also send us, they can send us, you know, send us an email. Which, which email address? Lost right? Frequency, uh, the Lost Frequency podcast at gmail.com. Or you can uh, send us a PM, PM or <laughs> a PM private message to me on Facebook at or Tom Franklin. Or a DM at Tom Franklin. Or they can slide into your DMs. Uh, or Rye Voss. Please do not slide into my DMs. Yeah, that, that's terrible. I actually really hate that terminology. Slide into, I'm going to slide into your DMs. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, I have, we, we, that's we, that's we, like really slimy. We both have those kind of things where there's certain terminology that hang, I hang up on, like the word triggered. I was triggered. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. I'm offended. Shut it. Shut yeah. your trap. Like the world doesn't have to cater to you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm offended. I, you know what I get offended but you, by? You know what, you know what I get offended by? Why? I ask for something. I get offended by people who get offended. Okay, but then that means you're offended. Yeah, but I try not to be. <laughs> Damn, right? You, you, you're trying to be all Freudian on me here right exactly. now? Exactly. Exactly. But, you yeah. know, speaking of that, I think we should just wrap it all up. Wrap it all up. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast where we bring... bring. The periphery into focus. It is in focus. It is. It's getting more and more into focus. Yeah, get your glasses. All right, today we got Bigfoot Michigan Rob on the Lost Frequency Podcast. I want to welcome him here. And Big Bigfoot Michigan Rob, why don't you tell our listeners where you're from and a little bit about you and uh, what you do? 
Well, being that my name is Bigfoot Michigan Rob, I, I didn't get that at birth, right? And I don't live in Ohio. <laughs> I don't live in Ohio. Uh, yeah, I have Bigfoot Michigan Rob. You can find me on YouTube. Got a great channel. Um, discuss anything cryptid, paranormal, UFOs, you name it. That's what you can, you can find that there. Thank you for that. And, and yeah, you know, it was just, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, very happy to see you invited me on the show and talk about my experiences and get an opportunity to, um, indulge your, uh, your listening audience. Fantastic, Rob. Like, uh, yeah, we're glad that you came on and, uh, let's 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 yeah, get we, let's get into it dude. yeah let's, let's, well we see we see you in our facebook group you know you're posting yeah. uh your youtube channel which is awesome you know we encourage all our <laughs> listeners to go check it out yep. and yeah let's jump into this yeah let's go yeah you know it, it's it's pretty cool you know again you know i made a joke about bigfoot mr rob you know i was in that wasn't my birth name but i do have to tell you something um we'll get started with the inception of the channel and that candle you know i never knew okay when it comes to youtube I never knew that YouTube had podcasts or live shows. I used YouTube to watch like live concerts or recorded live concerts from like Led Zeppelin from way back in the day. So I would always just jam it out on the big TV with the speakers. I never used YouTube to look up how to fix a flat, fix a flat tire or how to grow a garden. I just, and I didn't realize what YouTube had to provide. And with that being said, I said to give that that little bit of background because in 2018, I had a Bigfoot encounter. Now, I got to let you know that I grew up, I watched Leonard Nimoy, and I seen the In Search of episode where there was the Patterson-Gimlin film, and there was this creature called Bigfoot that roamed the parks or the national forests. And as a youngster, I always was into like monsters, UFOs, anything creepy. In fact, my dad brought me and my brother up right away on like Lon Chaney, the Wolfman, Boris Karloff, Frankenstein's monster. So right away at a young age, I was into all these things. And then I saw the Bigfoot video. So, but then again, I was maybe 10, 12, 13, whatever, however old I was. And life goes on. So, in 2018, it was June 15th of 2018. I was with my girlfriend at the time. Her name's Cindy. And I had, we've been dating for about three years. So, one day I said, Cindy, you know, I am into the outdoors. I'm into camping. I'm into fishing, into hunting. That wasn't her bag. I said, look, if you want the relationship to work, you got to at least do some of the things I'm into. She goes, what do you want to do? I said, well, I already booked a cabin in Cadillac, Michigan. And we're going up there and we're going to do some fishing. And I actually rented a small boat, like a skiff, right? Nothing major, something just get around the lake. And she says, reluctantly, Okay, honey, I will go to Cadillac. And then I, of course, had to tell her a lot of cool little shops, antique shops, things we can do together. Let's just hit the lake. Now, Cindy, being a sun goddess, always had a great tan. I said, look, I'm doing some fishing. You can hang out if you like to. And just get a suntan. 
Okay, fine. So we travel to Lake Cadillac, June 15th, 2018. Lake Cadillac is in the Manistee National Forest of Michigan. It's about a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour ride where I live outside of Detroit. Okay. Pack up my truck. We get up there, get to the cabin, set it up. I get down where the boat launch was, where I rented the boat. It's about 1030 in the morning. We pack it up, you know, light lunch, a couple beverages, what have you, and we take off. Now, Lake Cadillac, you guys, if you look at everyone, anybody listening, go on Google Maps. If you're not familiar with Michigan, sizable lake, very nice lake. It's beautiful. And there's another lake that adjoins it that I learned later called Lake Mitchell. Again, very sizable. Upon starting our fishing on Lake Cadillac, now Cadillac Lake or Lake Cadillac is surrounded by lots of beautiful homes, a lot of industry around there, small businesses, mom and pop stores, small industry. It's really a tourist area. But Lake Cadillac is also known for some good fishing. So we're about an hour and a half into our, our fishing. Not a single nibble, not a bite. It's getting close to about 11.30. Cindy is getting bored. And frankly, I'm bored. So I said, what the hell? Let's just explore this lake. So she's like, thank you. So we reel, <laughs> you know, we reel into fishing tackle. And I just start driving around the lake. And then I come upon this canal and I get through this canal. It's a man-made canal, by the way, because on either side of the canal, it's kind of got a cement, I guess, dock or walkway. And there's a couple of little shops there, which I found to be very cool and fascinating. So we continue out onto Lake Mitchell now. Again, another sizable lake. The cool thing about Lake Mitchell is it is surrounded by the Manistee National Forest. Okay. Unlike Lake Cadillac, which you could see the forest, but it was more like a little village or city. So I'm like, cool, this is beautiful. There's no one on this lake. It's a bright, sunny day. The, blue, the sky is blue. The sun is orange. And you can see the beautiful forest in the background, bright green trees, everything. So... I make it down to what I call now, I looked on the map, it's called Mitchell, uh, uh, Mitchell Cove. It's a cove on Lake Mitchell, but it's a cove. So I said, Cindy, this is the spot. So I, 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 I stopped the motor and I, and I started the boat drifting and we're 90 feet from shore. So we have a nice drift, a straight line, 90 feet from shore. So now at this time, I tell Cindy, hey, Give me a few minutes. I'm going to redo our rods and reels, get some different bait on here. She, she's like, yeah, that's fine. And she's digging it. It looks cool. Wilderness. Not the wilderness, but you get what I'm, my drift, right, with the beautiful forest. So, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I get, I'm get i getting the tackle set. And Cindy says, hey, Rob, I go, yeah, someone's throwing rocks at the boat. And I'm like, Really? And I looked at the shoreline. I said, honey, there's nobody on the shoreline. And again, we're 90 feet from shore drifting. I said, okay. And I go, she's like, okay, whatever. You know, kind of like already irritated. <laughs> she's already irritated at me, guys. You know, so I go back, start 
with the tackle. Now more pronounced. Rob. So and so rocks at the boat. And I'm like, mm. I look, I look at her, I look at her, no one there. I said, look, give me like three more minutes and I will join you and look at whoever this is throwing rocks. Because I don't see anybody. And you gotta remember the the backdrop of the forest, you guys, the forest drops directly into the shoreline. Are there areas where you could launch her off from? Yeah. But it's not like it's 40, 50 feet worth of, of beach area. There's not even a, a beach. There were right. some open, grassy areas. So I'm like, Cindy, please, just give me two more minutes. So for whatever the reason, guys, is I happen to look up. I look up from what I'm doing, and I, and I see an object, man, falling. I mean, it's, it's coming down from the sky, bright blue bright blue sky and kerplop four feet from the boat and it's a rock about the size of a baseball whoa yeah and so now i'm going to look to cindy who was at my right kind of a half-ass apologize <laughs> you know and, and she's staring at the shoreline now as i made mention earlier she's a sun worshiper she already it's june 15th she already had a rip and tan from head to toe, her skin color, the tone of her skin was completely white. Never seen her. I never seen her that color. I'm like, what in the hell is she looking at? Because she was asphyxiated at the shoreline. I look at the shoreline. Standing there. Again, 90 feet, a slow drift, barely moving. There is this creature standing there. It had to be nine feet tall. It was covered in reddish brown hair. Long arms, long arms draped down, like right around a little past the knees. And it's standing, arms on its side. And But the peculiar thing is, it looked like a human being. In the face. Now the face is gray and the chest is gray. When I say it was covered with reddish brown hair, that was the hair, but the chest was hardly any, the chest hardly any hair. The face was the face, but the face was wrinkled. And the peculiar thing again about this face is it looked like a person. I always say this. I mean, no offense to anybody, but it looked like a person, an older person with Down syndrome. It looked different than us. Did it look human? Yes, but kind of creepy. Okay. And again, that's the best way to describe it. And I tell the story the same way for the last thousand times I've told this. The eyes were offset. It just looked wow. So I'm looking at this and all of a sudden as I made mention, the arms are on its side. Now it raises the arms parallel to the lake and its head kind of droops down in the back of its neck and the shoulders kind of came up and it kind of leans back and that grayish wrinkled looking face got very taut, got very tight. The eyes roll back black and the jaw dropped literally 
six or eight inches from the mouth. It just detached downward. It opens its mouth and exposes two teeth. I always describe the teeth like a oversized German Shepherd type teeth. And on the bottom were two incisors. And this mouth is in gaping, you guys. It's in gaping. You ever see that, you know, when we were kids, I don't know how old you guys are, but remember the Pac-Man video game? How it had the mouth. So the mouth, it reminded me of just that. It was an open and gaping hole. You could fit a bowling ball into it. And the thing about and the thing about this, this thing metamorphosized. That Down syndrome looking person, the face turned into what I always describe as is a demon. A demon. It looked a hundred percent different than the humanoid figure. So if that's not creepy enough, it gets worse. <laughs> it lets out it gets it, this this entire story is <laughs> You'll find out. Yeah. And it lets out. Without moving its lips, it's got this big and gaping hole in the mouth. It now emanates. It roars, it screams, yells, screeches, all in unison without moving the lips or the mouth. And this is projected towards Cindy and I on the boat. You can feel, I could feel the reverberation hit my body. Okay. I could feel some sort of like shockwave. And Cindy, and we're both standing, looking at shore. Cindy, five foot one, 109 pounds. You guys, she fell, and again, not a very big boat. She got knocked off the boat into the water. Whoa. And this thing is roaring, and it looks like a devil, man, a demon. Now, listen, I know I'm going to turn to my right to get her in the boat, obviously. But now, as I mentioned earlier, the reason I gave the description is because the blue sky, the green of the forest, the reddish brown creature, everything got dull like I was looking through a filter and turned almost like black and white. And time seemed to stand still. And I now try to move to my right, but now I'm paralyzed, you guys. I cannot move a muscle in my body. Cannot move. And I'm seeing through clouded lenses of my own eyes. So I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, frozen. I got to snap out of this. So I start trying to shake my head, shake my head. Then my head does start to shake. And all of a sudden, I did get the color back. The vision got back. I'm not looking out the shore. I'm more concerned with Cindy. And I go get Cindy, get her in the boat. Now, I'm scared again because when I look to shore, you guys, this, this creature, this beast, whatever it is, I always call it my Bigfoot encounter. Till to this day, I don't really know what this was. But I look to the shoreline, this thing is gone. So I speed that boat around and I whipped across Lake Mitchell. I whipped through that canal. I got on Lake Kalak and whipped it all the way to the area where I launched the boat. Get to the the, the docking area. Cindy, cold, she's cold like a cucumber, man. And it's, and it's like about, now it's about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. 
um, and she's just freezing. I, I put a blanket or a beach towel on her. Hell, we had no blanket, like a beach towel. And I immediately, we, I get her out of the boat. I immediately look for like a restaurant or a bar. Because we just got to go sit down somewhere. Half a, half a block up, I find this bar. Quaint little place. Again, this is like the middle of the week, though, like a Wednesday. So there's like not a lot of people are out yet. Maybe two or three people in this bar. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. No one's in here. And we proceed to like the, I turn left. I remember this like, like, like yesterday. I turn left. I find this little booth in the corner. We both sit down. We're sitting across from each other. We're still not saying a word. You know, the bar wasn't busy. So the bar, the barmaid was quickly upon us. Hey, how can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. We like to drink. Cindy, who, in all the three years I was with her, not a drinker. I never seen her drink a drop of alcohol. Orders a Bud Light and a shot of Jack Daniels. And I turn to the barmaid and say, I'll have the same, but make mine a double. So, again, she leaves me and Cindy kind of looking at each other. Again, you guys have not said a word. And I can tell I can't say nothing to this to her. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I'm very scared myself and kind of trying to process this, but she is like, wow. So the barmaid comes over, Cindy takes that shot, throws it back like a champ, like she's been drinking for 20 years, probably gunned half the bottle of beer. I do the same. Finally, she goes, honey, what do you think that was to me? And I respond. I'm not sure. I have kind of an idea, you guys, but I'm saying, I'm not sure what you think, Sin. She goes, I think it was that Bigfoot creature. Now, mind you, for the three years we've been together, we never discussed Bigfoot. We never discussed any cryptids, nothing. And I thought that was an interesting, what she came up with. I said, you know what? Maybe I think it was. But again, the way it metamorphosized and turned, I said, man, to me, I'm, I didn't want to scare. I'm thinking of something more than that. So, okay, we wash off. You know, we drink our drinks. We order some lunch. Obviously, it cut the weekend short because we both just wanted to get home, which kind of sucked because we were in no mood to hang out. So, we drive home. As soon as we get home, we immediately immerse ourselves on the internet, typing in Bigfoot, I'm typing in demons. She's doing the same thing. And now we finally utilize YouTube, found videos. Nothing really matched what we saw. And quite frankly, a lot of the stuff that I did see, kind of didn't believe, didn't match up. So, and during this time period, you guys, I owned my bar. I owned a bar for 13 years. And so on August 15th, I got to remember, my Bigfoot encounter was June 15th of 2018. On August 15th of 2018, I got a call from Cindy's mom. We did not live together, Cindy and I. In fact, Cindy's mom hated me because I was the devil because I owned a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but she calls me, which was very odd. Rob, this is uh, Joan. Hi. I'm like, hi. Cindy passed away. What? The, what? Just like you guys, just like your response. That's what I did. Head on my forehead. 
I know you don't like me. You're not fucking joking. Oh, sorry. I swear. It's okay. Um, Cindy died. She's gone. I, I found her this morning in her bed. Passed away. Typically, when I tell this story, like, I, this happened in 218. I, the first five times I said this story on other shows, I started crying, you guys. I can hold it. I, today, I could kind of hold it together. Of course. I could not believe what I was hearing. So I immediately, I immediately asked her what happens. Well, she don't know. And again, her mom didn't like me. A few days later, she finally answers the call. Says so she had a heart attack. I'm like, Cindy don't drink or smoke. She's like, you know, in better shape than I am. I don't buy that. Well, you got to buy it. I wasn't allowed at the funeral. I was not allowed. She hated me that much. Her mom blamed me for taking her to the wilderness. So to this day, I don't know the exact reason behind her death. Now, I attributed it to on the boat getting hit with that 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 yell and scream she fell off i mean i i felt that reverberation in my body i'm 5'9 210 pounds probably and as i told you guys she's 5'1 109 so i thought her little body her insides got screwed up you know jumbled around cuz that was an intense blast of sonic boom right so I'm thinking this creature, whatever the hell it was, had something to do with this. I immediately wanted to go back to this forest. I had a military buddy. I said, you got a rocket launcher, bazooka. What do you got? I want to go. No. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. What in the hell? You sound like, you sound like, you sound like me. Yeah, I want to go commando and Cadillac, right? You know? And... Then I told the story. I can't believe that. So, of course, I did not do that, you guys. But I thought that whatever I seen was something had, had a role in this death. Man. You, you, yeah, so yeah. my first Bigfoot encounter was not the best. So, as I told you guys, I owned a bar. And, you guys, I was so depressed i went in a dark spot dark area i can't get nothing from her mom can't go to the funeral i wasn't suicidal but you guys i didn't care about anything i went and talked to my manager at the bar i said look man i trust you bro i'm taking a leave from absence i don't know when i'm coming back here are the keys do me a favor take all the money put in the bank don't rip me off because I don't know how long this hiatus is going to be. Rob, no problem, bro. I gotcha. So that was fine. That that worked out. But you guys, I had to go to work for six months. And during the six months of my darkness, I got pretty, like, crazy. Not going to say what I did or didn't do, but I, but I, but I immersed myself in the subject. Then I finally found some people I could trust. He said, Rob, you got to tell this story because I can tell you of all this pent-up frustration, anxiety. So I made a video. Now, hence, Bigfoot, Michigan, Rob, my channel. That's how it kind of got born. It was because, well, I got, now I don't know. I got to make a handle on YouTube to make a video on all this. So I'm like, well, screw this. Rob, just go ahead. 
Rod, just do it, man. You guys talk about this with somebody, anybody. So I made my handle. I made a channel. And this is 2019 at the time because it took me so long to tell anybody, right? Because I, I was going to be ridiculed. I figured, judge, you're full of shit, blah, blah, blah. So, well, how do I make a channel name? Oh, I saw a Bigfoot. At least that's what I thought it was or, or not. I'm Rob. I live in Michigan. So the Bigfoot Michigan Rob handle was made, formed, which turned later now into the channel Bigfoot Michigan Rob, right? So I did a video on my encounter. I got 2,000 views in two days. Wow. And I've taken it down since because when I was off for those six months, I look, I look like a... I look like a person that was on Skid Row. I lost like 40 pounds. I didn't, my appearance was very um, feeble, gaunt. So I, I eventually did take that down. Um, and then I went on a couple other shows. They said, look, you got to talk about these experiences, your experience, because that's going to probably help you through it. And you know what, you guys, for me, there was proved to be great therapy because the more I talk and the positive comments that feedback that I got, I went on Sasquatch Chronicles with Wes Germer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, I think it's episode 315. And I did that again, like almost in 2019, I believe it was. So the more I talked about it, the better I started feeling. So in essence, the birth of my channel it's not because I want notoriety or popular or to be popular or make money or anything. It's because in the dark spot I was in for six months, I finally got, when I got my shit together, I, I took over control of the bar and I went back to work eventually. Then I started thinking, how many other people like me that have had something happen to them had nowhere to turn? Because that was such a empty feeling. And I said, I have to provide something for people. So that's why I started the channel, to provide, have a safe place to go for people that have traumatizing occurrences. And it could be cryptids, it could be ghosts, it could be demons, it could be UFOs, aliens, whatever, whatever it is. I wanted to have a platform for them in anonymity. I hate that word, can't say it. Or to come on the show. <laughs> Uh, give them a, give them a place where they can feel be safe and not ridiculed or judged. So that is really the entire purpose behind the starting of my channel. Now, of course, it's evolved into a pretty cool platform. I've got researchers on uh, a lot of great people like Ron Morad, name a few. So I've got people from all around the world that come on. I interview them. I also have people that come on with their own ex personal experiences, like Joe Blow. And in fact, I've been doing it for two years, and my first book is coming out um, next Monday. I put I pieced together a book. It's called Bigfoot, Michigan Robs, True Cryptid Encounters, and it's documented stories from people that I've helped, or at least think I've helped, by letting them air their stories. And I've got permission from all these people, 80% of them, to put it in my book. So I fashioned a book. And today, you guys, I it's rewarding for me. I celebrate Cindy's death with this. And I celebrate other people that have gone through trauma. 
because I cannot, I cannot stress enough how it affected me. And you guys, I'm alive today. I, I sincerely think that, not for doing anything harmful to myself, but I felt my health just deteriorating. So that's that's where I am today, man. Hey, Freakonauts. Rye here from the Lost Frequency Podcast. I'm giving you a heads up on what's to come for October. Tom and I have been scouring the internet, finding, searching, exploring for the scariest, most terrifying, <laughs> frightening experiences we can find. And we're putting it all together, wrapping it up, and going to call it the Lost Frequency Podcast presents October Fear Fest. What does that mean for you? It means the month of October we're going to have episodes that will knock your socks off. It'll have you shaking in your seat. That's what we're doing for October. So get ready for October Fear Fest. Now, let's get back to the episode. Wow, that, wow. that is uh, quite an intense, be, yeah. intense story and an intense experience, you know. And to, to be able to see it that clear and it just you two and... You know, all I could think about was when you're talking about that scream it gave you, what came to mind was like a banshee, you know, like a screaming banshee. And that kind of, I don't know, maybe this is where it ties in together or something. Well, you know, here's the thing about the banshee. That's, that's awesome you brought that up because obviously I've been doing a lot of research into this. And I, the thing that I can't get, as I explained earlier, this thing looked human-like in the beginning, and but it looked like a person that was, you know, melt deformed. I always throw down syndrome and for it to just for that face to just contort and, 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 and manipulate itself I call it a demon now again I that was in 2018 so I've, I've done a lot of time looking up things it's something like you know the baboon so I've been looking up apes right and studying all this stuff now the baboon creepy enough as it is right and scary as it is when they get threatened or if they're ready to pounce, that their entire face as well, you guys, contorts. That jaw drops or teeth are exposed, and it looks totally different. So I'm thinking that's kind of what happened. So I don't really – today I don't think – for everybody listening, I do not think – I do not today think Bigfoot's a demon, right? I, I have my theory on what it is, but – I don't think it was something from hell. I don't think it was a demon. And I'm thinking now, after learning a bunch of things, it was probably, it was probably a defense mechanism when it contorted, much like um, the baboon yeah. does. Yeah. You know what I mean? found it incredible that this, this sound that this creature made literally blew Cindy off the boat. Like, were we, I mean... And you were frozen well, and you couldn't move and like the the, the terror yeah, i the could terror, not like, man. Like she must not be able to move either maybe she's drowning you know that's the first thought that came in my head yeah oh that's the first thing i'm thinking and what i'm thinking is this how come i can't move because you guys you gotta remember i felt it i felt i felt it hit me i mean i i stumbled back a little bit but i felt something unnatural was Boom, pour through my body. I felt the, the shock wave, I guess. I always try to explain to people, you ever see those movies where, or even a documentary where they drop the Hiroshima bomb or any nuclear bomb, and you see how that retracts with that 
pulsating shock from yes. the point of impact. I did not see that, but I'm, in my head, that's what I'm thinking it yes. was. You know what I mean? And 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 her that was very very first, and yeah, I can see why she got flipped off. And then I, I then the colors I saw in black and white, man. It seemed like this whole encounter is maybe 25 seconds or less. It's, it felt like time stop, and it felt like I could not like it, a dream or a nightmare that it would not end. It seemed. Like it lasted for hours when it was literally seconds. That's crazy, man. So the, 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 you, you said also, Rob, that the eyes literally rolled black, rolled back and turned black? Rolled back. Again, when I tell people this, 90 feet, the eyes, because I seem like, okay, can I see the opaque of the eyes? Like, even looking at you two right now, I can't see your, your eyes 100%. But they were big eyes. They were shaped like a diamond without the, the sharp edges. And they were big. But when I looked, I seen darkness in the eyes. And here's a cool thing, too, for the future. I have a great friend of mine, Sibylla Irwin. Um, she's a fantastic artist. I met her in Texas at a Bigfoot convention. And she does renditions of Bigfoot. I've had some people do some things for me, and they just didn't do it. Right now, you guys, she's doing the rendition of my Bigfoot as the humanoid looking and doing the rendition of the demonic looking. And we're about 90% done with the first rendition. In fact, when it's done, I'll send you guys, I'll send you guys the picture, what it looks like. And right now it's the only person that could capture what I've seen. And I'm going to do a big, I'm going to do a show on this because this is fabulous. She has brought this thing to life for me. And now we're starting on the demon. And I, we haven't started it. And boy, you guys, and she's Sibylla Irwin. That's her YouTube channel as well. She's a fantastic artist. And yes, so she's doing those for me because it's so. The thing that I about telling my story is get is articulating and describing what I saw. But now, finally, I've got a picture that looks like it, and I'm sure the demon one will be just as good. So I cannot wait for that. Well, what I saw, you guys, wasn't, yeah, it was just, yeah. Man, I have, a, just I have a question now. Now that you're going to be able to see is this likeliness that uh, Sabine is, is creating yeah. for you, you know, do you feel that it's going to yeah. bring back some, you know, of these uh, feelings or these emotions or this uh, trauma that you had from it? Well, you know what? Um Again, the first rendition of the natural, I guess you could call it, humanoid-looking thing, it's pretty close to being accurate. 90%, I would say. Maybe 92. Nothing's ever going to be accurate, right? 100%. I tell you what, it took us four days to get it done. And it's because of those four days. And we did it live like we're talking. We could see each other. And she was showing me as she was working. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I broke down a couple times. And then we haven't started the demon-looking one, man, with the gaping open mouth. That is going to be, I tell you what, Tom and, and, and Ryan, I think I'm going to have emotional, not emotional, sep reaction, good word, yeah. Today, for everyone listening, I'm, I'm mentally stable today. I've accepted Cindy's passing. But, you know, and the more I talk about this, 
you know, you asked me what to talk about, and I said, hey, Bigfoot, I've said it so many times. But every time I tell the story, you guys, I'm glad I told it again because in a strange way, I feel, I feel good, right? Yes. You know? So thank yes, you guys for that because... No, thank you, man. I, I, I feel like you're honoring her as well by telling the story, yeah. by telling your stories. Yeah. Yeah, her story is my story and vice versa. And, and I just hope that she's in a good place. I'm sure she is, but... I wish you can maybe at some point in your life find some closure on exactly what happened. Oh, God. See, I tell you what. Yes, thanks for that because putting, you know, the Bigfoot encounter, the, the creature encounter is one thing. But really what burns my shorts, now her mom is gone. She passed away. I don't know how Cindy died, you guys. If I could find out, I don't, I don't buy that heart attack bullshit. I don't have closure on her death. Right and Rob, you were saying this is like a month later, a little more than a month later. It was two months months later. later. Again, the the dates are so. Again, I'll never forget the dates. June fifteenth, twenty eighteen. I had the encounter, Cindy and I. August fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. I got the call from her mom. Cindy passed away. Two months. That's crazy, man. Yeah, definitely. There has to be some Some, uh, correlation between those two. You know. I think so. I, I I mean, I don't believe in coincidence. You got, I, I'm not a big believer in that. And I'm thinking, see, that's the mystery to me. Bigfoot's not the mystery because, quite frankly, I know it exists. I've done this show for two years now, and I believe they exist. I believe all these things exist. I believe in cryptids, the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, aliens. They're all out there, and I think they're all connected. That's my belief. I've seen ghosts as well. But I think they have a relationship somehow on the same plane, right? And I think, do I think that this experience killed her? I eventually said to myself, no. But is that because I don't want that to be the reason or some freak? I don't know if it was a freak thing with her body. That's the thing. Now, like, did it cause it? Or did it play a part? You know, I, I personally think, like, you know, from listening from your story, I would say it played some some part, you know, to what percentage or to to how much that, that's left up for I discussion. Mean, yeah, and also to say, uh, Rob, you were saying that you've never seen her drink a drop of alcohol and for her to slam that down like that, that that's something, something triggered something maybe in her mind is something that maybe you don't even know. I don't know. I don't. I'm just. I'm just shooting in the dark well, here. And, and no, you are. And I, I appreciate it. I'm not offended by anything. Yeah, maybe she was a closet alcoholic. I mean, I know her for three years. I don't know what her life was prior to meeting me. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. I don't know. She could have been a fucking cocaine head. You know. All I know, I she never told me that. I'm sorry. I'm so emotional. I'm sorry for swearing, but I don't know what her previous life was. So. Yeah. No, you but think I, you know I, I your partner. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't drawing that conclusion. I was just saying it was very peculiar. You know, like someone affected so much that you've never seen them drink, and then all of a sudden they're just like boom. You know. Oh like no, but that, yeah. Well, that's, well, but 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 it's a valid question because I can tell you right now if I I've drank my fair amount of shots in my lifetime, and I still grimace. She took Jack Daniels down, never, and just took it like she was drinking a shot of Kool Aid. Whoa. So that's just pretty odd. If, we, if now that you guys brought the question up, right? Oh, that's interesting. 
But you and you've. Uh, but you don't know how you also, Rob. You don't know how f- such a fearful thing because you felt it too. You said you ran out of the yep. one lake, went through the canal, and just yep. ran the hell out of there. Yep. She's freezing, and she's seen it too. She got knocked off the boat. Fear can do a lot of crazy things. And I also and I also would think she was probably traumatized to the point where nothing would affect you. Right. She's in shock. You can't, you can't feel that burn roll down the throat, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I would go with that. That's definitely. what I would go with too, because I I don't know Cindy, of course, and I don't know you, but uh, yeah, I don't know how that is. Um, that is like I gotta be honest with you. That is the one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. Uh, especially about the metamorphosing or metamorphosizing of the of the creature, yeah. and that the shock wave because I've of course we've heard about you know the yells that reverberate someone's chest cavity or, but to yeah. have it literally take somebody off of a off of a boat, and then like your your sense your senses like basically like go paralyzed. back in time like yeah, you go back like in time and the, everything just kind of stopped and you know your yeah. the loss of color too was just I've never no you that. got what I I gotta tell you guys something man. That's why I always. That's why I always get a little. I exaggerate how beautiful the forest looked, the blue of the sky, the orange of the sun, because I got to paint that picture in the beginning of the story. Because when this happened, you guys, it was like dull, like a filter, like almost like black and white, and it seemed like this would never end, and time seemed to stop. And again, this probably lasted twenty seconds. I can't even tell you how many seconds it was. Because the state that I was in seemed like it was an hour-long nightmare. Uh-huh. It's like the numbing of the senses. Like I, I've, I've, I'll, you're going to share. Per, I'll share some personal stuff, Rob. I don't care. I'm um, an open yeah. book too. I, I've battled with depression quite a bit in my life, and okay. pri- prior to the pandemic, it was really bad. And uh, when I come out of it, like I didn't realize how dull my senses were. You know what I mean? Like hot water seemed hotter. The sun was brighter. The wind, I could feel it better. So I can imagine what you were sensing, but I would think for you, it was just like all of a sudden. Like I, You put yeah. me there so well. And of course, when you're telling the story, you have to paint a picture for the people to understand. Because yes. for me, it's it's not like a story like, um, like something you would see in some crappy Hollywood movie. It's something like <laughs> extremely personal. And... Yeah. Uh, Thank you for it, dude. I mean, that was that was incredible. Yeah, you know, again, I always I'm always leery to tell it, even after since 2018. But I'm always happy to tell it because, again, I feel better. And and I will tell you this about the senses, you guys. Okay, I've always seen things prior to meeting Cindy, prior to Bigfoot. I've seen ghosts and stuff like that. But I will tell you this: I, the more researchers that I've spoken with. And some of these medium-type people now, I think they're legitimate, legitimate ones out there. I do, too. Um, but here's the thing. My senses are more aware. I, I seem like I can pick up on things immediately. I always could as a kid. But tonight, today, it seems like there's more enhanced. In fact, great two great friends of mine told me, that I have abilities, right? That I can see things. And here's a quick story about my abilities. Or I don't I don't like to say I have abilities, but I told this story to a couple of girls of mine that I know. They're uh, members of our team, right, with our podcasting. Um, I was about seven or eight years old. This kid Johnny, 
he I never liked Johnny. I thought I sensed he was evil. And for a seven year old to sense evil, that's pretty wild, right? Never liked him. And I would tell my younger friends, and I told my mom and dad, I don't want to play with Johnny no more. Well, why, Robbie? I said, I don't like Johnny. Oh, whatever. You just don't like the kid, you know. So I'm like, whatever. So Johnny and I are in uh, middle school together. Never liked him. Thought he was a bad dude. High school, Johnny's in my high school, and I'm telling my buddies, don't hang out with Johnny. There's something not right about Johnny. And everyone thought I was strange because they thought, right, what do you have against Johnny? I said, nothing. He's done nothing to me. I'm sensing this kid's bad. Whatever, Rob. I leave for college. Okay, leave Johnny behind, right? I get home. I'm there four years. Come back home. See my parents. Of course, I have to move back in with them because I got to work stay. <laughs> so... My mom goes, you remember that kid, Johnny? I go, yeah, the evil bastard. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, yeah, that guy, the one that we thought you just were didn't like for whatever the reason. You always bitched about him. I go, yeah, what about him? Is he in jail? Son, Robbie, it's worse than that. I go, what, what did he do? He murdered his grandmother and his Jackson State Penitentiary. So my mom said, Rob, you caught that kid at seven years old. You always said there was something wrong with him. I got to hang out with you, Rob. I got to hang out with you. I mean, you, you know, I mean, like, you, Rob, what about these people here? They're like, they're good. Tom, you know, <laughs> I mean, I can, I can go into a, like a mobile gas station. I, I, the, I do have this ability. Not, and I ain't bragging. I don't know where it comes from. I can sense somebody's intentions. I can see. If they're bad, good, evil. In fact, my niece, 21 years old. Uncle Rob, you got to meet my newest boyfriend because I know that you know stuff. I'm like, whatever. So I picked, so she's had like five boyfriends. Three of them, I said, dump them. The fourth one, she didn't agree with. And the fifth one, I said, he's a good guy. And now they're getting married. There you go. So I don't know, you know. But also, Rob, I mean, it's kind of interesting that you would have this ability and then also own a bar because being in a bar, I'd imagine you have to sense when people have malintentions. I do. You know, well, I tell you, I, I owned it for 13 years and I was everybody's buddy and I knew, and I, the first three years of my bar, you guys, it was a rough bar. And what I mean by rough is I, I, I don't care what, what walk of life you come from. But it was one of those biker-type bars, and they weren't the nicest of men. So I had to hire bouncers that were just as bad to throw them out. So my first three years, I actually got divorced from my wife because I had to move in with my mom and dad because I made no money. And I worked at Ford Motor Company before that had a nice income. And then when I told the wife I'm buying a bar, she goes, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? And so did my whole family. My whole family. But I always wanted to do this or own a business. And then I, but I found this chunk of property, this bar, it was up for sale because of the, uh, the bar was just, you know, floundering. But I saw the property. The property is really what intrigued me. So I decided to reface, reshape the bar. 
So for three years, I moved with my dad. I got divorced, blah, blah, blah. Then I, the, pre, the preceding 10 years, I, I did well. I did pretty good. So, but yes, I did. In fact, you guys, I could, I heard stories. I knew everybody in the bar. I knew that John was divorcing his wife. I knew that Sally was cheating on her husband. I knew that Joe Blow was doing cocaine in the bathroom. I know that this guy was an alcoholic. This guy was a drug addict. And after doing this for 10 years, I started feeling that I was enabling these people. I was causing them with strife. I thought I was evil. In fact, then I spoke to a guy. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I, I'm an open book. Like you mentioned earlier, I saw a psychiatrist about my business, and I thought I was going nuts. I said, am I, the, am, I the, am I a bad man for providing these services for people that can't control themselves? And they, she told me, my, she was a woman, Rob, you provide a service. You don't make decisions for them. If they want to come in your bar and drink, let them. You're, it's prof, you're in this to make money. No one forces anybody into your business. So I had a guilt complex. Then I got, because I thought I was being bad, right? So, and of course, uh, after this, this is after I had my Bigfoot account, of course. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I agree with that. I felt good about it. But still, there's a part about me, you guys. I sold it, and I had this. And I don't know if it's a premonition. I put my bar up for sale Thanksgiving of 2020. And guess what happened? Guess what happened in March of 2020? I don't remember. 3,000 <laughs> 3, 3, bars, including the guy I sold to, went out of business. Wow. Wow. Because of the big... Uh, yeah, the big C. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So did I have intuition or was I just... Maybe lucky? I you, you know what? That, that's something I often question. Is it intuition or, you know, did you manifest it to happen or was it, uh, you know, were you able to see in the future or what, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's weird. You know, were you being guided? Uh, you know, I, I can tell you exactly the day that I decided to put up for sale. This is my, in my head. I remember this like yesterday. I said, I've had enough. I'm done. I made some money. I'm going to put it up for sale. And that's that. Now I put it up for sale prior to November, of course, but I sold it by Thanksgiving and I was happy, felt free and, you know, put some money in the bank and, and that was that. And then, um, and then I started the podcast, right? Yeah. And you've, and you've helped yeah. a lot of people, you know, from you, you, you know, you're telling all this, you know, you've helped a lot of people. That is fantastic. I do have one question. Yeah. So what do you think Bigfoot is, in your opinion? And I know Wes asked this on uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, and since you brought it up that you were on there, I want to know what you feel Bigfoot is or what this creature was. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That is not such a far-out far question because I, I probably throw that question out 70% of the time too. And, and, but, but it's a great question because I like to know what people think. I think it's flesh and blood, but I also think it does have paranormal ability. I think that it is a hominid of some sort, but I also think that it might be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
Ah, it's slipping me right now. But I think that it's an okay, a hybrid. I think it's a hybrid of some sort. Do I think it's I think it's part human, you guys. I think that it has paranormal or spiritual abilities because you know again the question is a great question but it's the one that's so tough to answer because if you go back to the 1800s sasquatch was a spiritual protector of the forest amongst right. our first nations people yes right so you take that and i do i fully believe that and then there's people that swear that there's well I'm, I'm out of the ape camp i will tell you that i don't think it's an ape I don't believe any of that, and I don't think there's something that you could just shoot and kill, which I would not recommend or do anyway. I don't. Uh, I don't. Rec- I, I'm not into that. So yeah, it, it's something. Uh, how can something disappear and appear in front of your eyes? You know, there's a there's a reason why these things seem to travel all over hell. And again, I've interviewed so many people. In a blink of an eye, it's gone. Yeah, you hear about blob squats. You don't get good video or pictures. I get that. They have a high vibration, a high frequency, I think. I think they do affect electronics. I think that they have so... Like Ron Moorhead, who uh, quantum Bigfoot, right? I had him on my show several times. I prescribed to his theory because he thinks that they're even, they could be part alien. And, this, and I'm not a scientist, but he thinks that they're... They, they, they have the ability to take all this mass, mass amounts of energy and break it down, right, into the quantum physics where they're able to just do what they want to do, appear, disappear, travel at the speed of light or whatever. So I believe that there's something to that. Am I saying it's from outer space or... Like a mystic, maybe like yeah, a mystic. you know, I've had like a like an old wise mystic. Yeah, you know, and it's so crazy because I've gotten stories from people that because I do a lot of stories I do for people, it appeared out of mist, a, a tree stump man, uh, manifested into a bigfoot or vice versa, you know. So, I think there's something mystical and magical about it. I just don't think that's a. Ma- I don't think it's like a a, a a flesh and blood mammal. There's something else. Is it interdimensional? Probably, maybe, you know. I think there's, to answer that question, and I'm certainly not blowing it off, there's so many aspects of these things. And the more and more I started researching this since 2018, you guys, that's why I believe in that premise that everything is kind of, I think they're all kind of related in some sort. You know, you hear stories about, you see orbs in the forest and a Bigfoot appeared. Or UFO was in the forest and a Bigfoot appeared. Well, some of these stories, true, perhaps, true, perhaps as well. But I got to tell you something. One thing that I'm big on is data. And the more stories that come across similar, the more people are not making up BS tales. You know what I mean? Yes. So as we're coming to the end of this, Rob, um, we want to thank you very much for coming on and sharing that because that was a... It was a very emotional story for me and his as well. And uh, is there anything you want to tell the audience or anything uh, you want to promote anything before we get you up out of here? Yeah, well, I, I, I certainly want to thank you guys for coming on your, your uh, the Lost Frequency podcast. I wish you guys much success. Um, for, for all your listeners, I am, you know, my channel on YouTube is Bigfoot Michigan Rob. I would appreciate if you subscribe and, uh, you know, help me grow. I'm coming out with a book. I'll give you guys a link next week or yes. whatever called uh, 
that's coming out um, before Mr. Grab presents True Cryptid Encounters Book One. It's coming out Monday, and uh, that's I'm proud of that. It's a bunch of uh, stories I've done on YouTube with permission of everybody, so I, it took me a year to get that together. But yeah, you guys, I, I just like to, to grow my channel, Bigfoot Mr. Grab YouTube. Uh, yes, I'm on all the social media, but all those links are on my channel page, so you can find them of there. Of course, perfect. You know, and we definitely, you know, any of our listeners, please go check out uh, Bigfoot Michigan Rob his YouTube channel. And you know, if if that book is is what you're into, go and buy that. That's fantastic. They can find that probably yeah. on Amazon. It's on Amazon. For, uh, it'll be on Amazon for sure. I don't know about. Uh, Barnes and Noble, but for sure Amazon. Of course, of course. Well, thank you so much uh, for taking your time, uh, time out here, Rob, to to join us yeah, and sharing us. your that story. That is an intense story and very emotional as well, too. Yeah, no. Uh, anytime, guys. I really did enjoy it, man. And uh, for you guys, uh, I, I like your show. What you got going on? And thank you so much for the opportunity to come on. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. All right. All right, that was Bigfoot Michigan Rob, or casually known as Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at the end, you can tell that it went into something different. Uh, it went into understanding like depression and anxiety, and a lot of what you people may be going through. And it's maybe, maybe, hopefully, you know, because it always feels better to know if you're in a swamp and you're up to your neck in quicksand or something like that. To paint an analogy to know that you're not alone out there. Some of these experiences, some things that happen after the experiences can be very difficult to to comprehend. 100%, you know, like it was, yeah, like a lot of a lot of times, you know, we hear these uh, interactions or these encounters and that's it, you know, you don't hear the effects of what it can cause. And, you know, Rob there let us in. He, he was more than willing to show what, you know, hurt or damage or mm -hmm. emotional, uh, emotional damage that it caused. Um, what and the it, hell was that? Oh, it, it, it's a, <laughs> it's kind of like this. It's a viral thing where it's this uh, Asian guy and he's like, emotional damage. Okay. But okay, uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, it really affected him. You know, and it's still affecting him. But and that is why he 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 told us he's kind of like almost done with sharing the story. But he had a. Um, one of his listeners message reached out to him and said, listen, you know, like, I know you've told the story countless times, but maybe you're going to reach one other person who needs to hear that. Exactly, man. And he's like, you're right. You know, cause he was like, that's it. I'm done. This is the last time. But this person reached out and brought, and brought this forward. Like Rob has the strength to keep telling the story and it's not, he says like, you know, it's difficult every time he does it, but it's, it's healing. It's helping others who need to hear it because then they're like, yeah, I went through this too. Like, you know, it took him six months after the passing of his, of his girlfriend, you know, to, to, I won't say get through this, but to be able to get to a point where he can, you know, come back. Like the function again, as a, as a member of society, because he, you know, I think he's, I think he was on the podcast, I guess, where he said he actually had to leave his establishment, yeah. his bar. Yeah. Six to go months. out and kind of feel this because yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a process even when someone in your family dies, you know, be it your grandmother or whoever. But imagine that happening after such a traumatic traumatic experience. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know Rob well, 
um, but you can see the the genuineness sincerity in his yeah. face and in his voice and in his tone and uh, I I would like if I ever go to Michigan I'm going to go look him up and we're going to go drink a beer together at his bar well now he sold it now yeah, he sold it yeah, yeah he, sold he, got, he got out at the right he, time yeah yeah he got lucky and I guess or intuition divine intervention whatever it is a little bit of everything yeah but it, does, it definitely doesn't pay off to what happened to a person that he was with uh, dear Cindy uh, rest in peace um, yeah. and um, well, I really feel I really feel for you man so and you know when he when he was telling that story about how um, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever he again he's like he, that's what he believes it to be because it it changed you know it morphed right yes and when it screamed you know I'm like is that where maybe the banshee came from you know is that where this mythology of uh, and mythology myths are a lot of times based in fact uh, where did that come from is that possibly um, you know, from that. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that he was sitting there and then saying that it, like, uh, Rye had to get up and do something at that moment. So it was just me and Rob sitting there. And uh, he was just saying, he was looking because the rocks were being thrown with the fishing lure. He was changing fishing rigs. And his girlfriend was looking across. I think was, I think he said it was only 90 feet from the shore. 90 feet, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he realized that a rocket, and then he looked over her and she was staring at something. And then when he looked at it, he seen it. And it looked... Like a human, but as he described it, something with mental mental disability, and then it morphed. His eyes rolled back black because at ninety feet you can see the white of an eyes. I'd imagine, sure, you know, it's like po- it's possible. You're not going to see everything, but you know, but it, something changed. Yeah, something, something physically changed. In his changed. Eyes. Yeah, it was and, all black. And then the mouth, he said, dropped down and opened up like eight inches. Yeah, I, I heard. The, I, I I came back when I heard him saying this. Yeah, I, I missed the part of the morphing. I had to uh, go do something, but. But that story that he told was pretty intense. Yeah, it was like, um, I don't know, like, because you hear people saying it's like uh, there's a mind speak thing going on. There's a radiation possibly going on. Um, now, speaking of that, I, I was thinking, could that scream, I, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. Could that scream contained some sort of like radiation within it and like totally it hit her. Let's say it hit her more and he was maybe on the outside. And affected her. I don't know. Yeah, like a di- directed energy weapon? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's where to get the idea from to begin with. Or maybe the, the government is, is mixed into some type of thing where they're combining these creatures with the technology. Or they got the technology from the creature. Uh, I don't know, man. You, you, they, didn't they just come out and say the aliens are real now? And everyone's like, we don't believe you. Yeah, Remember, it, it, exactly. Everyone is just like, yeah, what, what are you trying to hide from us? What other thing are you trying to distract us from? Right, because if this happened during the X-Files times, we, everyone would lose their shit. Yes. And I'm now really, everyone's like, what? Is that, is that, tic, is that TikTok over there? What are you, is, is that a bear video? What are you, what are you doing? Here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. It's so crazy. We're like, no matter what, because they lost, you know why? They fucking lost credibility. Or they lost the narrative. The, the narrative it. kind of went on crazy and there's too much. You we know, know more than they know. Yeah. We know more than they know. That's the power of these of these podcasts. Or we know of it a lot more than they wanted us to. And mm-hmm. it's it's spreading like wildfire. So now it's like, okay, we need to. Get out ahead of it. Get out ahead of it and get the control back. And then we can control the narrative again and yeah. redirect the narrative to what we need yeah, it to and be. And we're like, whatever, buddy. It's like the dude at the bar going, you know, or, I haven't seen you before. It's like get out of here, Buster. Yeah, you know what I mean, we're we're not we're not we're not falling for the same uh, you know the same stuff. 
you know, all the drumming up of wars, all that stuff, all BS. Do your own research. That's why they're trying to censor, guys. Do your own research. Do your own research. And uh, that's what Rob's doing. Yeah. His own research. This And his book his book is coming out soon, too. True. Which I, is, I don't uh, remember the name of it. Yeah, uh, I, 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 we'll see. We'll have it. Uh, you know, it when this releases, I think his book will be released as yes, well. Yes, it will. I think, it, 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 I think it might even be in a couple of volume series. because Yeah, yeah he saying, said volume one. And, and this is a, all the collection of stories of people he's interviewed himself. On his on his podcast. Yeah. Go check that podcast out, by the way. This guy is... Well, oh, YouTube channel. Is it a YouTube channel? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. It, 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 it's kind of like a crossover. Like, And I, I think that's what we are planning on doing, too, is kind of having like our foot in each realm. You know, it be YouTube, but it's still a podcast. But we're still podcasts doing right. YouTube. It's kind of back and yeah, forth. Yeah, you, you, you have to spin a lot of plates if you. But you know, you know. yeah. But that being said, you know, it, it, it's quite amazing. And we're talking actually in the in the intro. We're talking about. I, I'm jumping a little bit here, but I'm just trying to tie it back in. We're talking about jaywalkers. Remember, I was saying. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, in in between, I was able to find what jaywalker. So walker, of course, just someone who's walking. But jay used to be a term describing like a country bumpkin and i don't mean that in a good way i mean that more of a uh, negative way like a, negative a hillbilly a or a hick or, yeah. yeah so and if if you're a hillbilly hick and you like that term then sorry and they would but call them jays jays yeah so there are people who weren't as smart who lived out in the woods and you know just so now it would be a bb walker a billy bob walker. <laughs> Yeah, so they so yeah. they would call them because they would be like, "Oh, you're not very smart. You're kind of you're a dull, you know." Now it could mean jaded. So you're you're not very smart. You're not very uh, um, intelligent or something like that. But what? Sorry. What? Yeah, now, now it could be that you're jaded. And you're just like whatever, I, and man. I, I, I wonder if that ties. Well, no, jaded is is definitely different, but. Yeah. You know, like just kind of worn out from life. So you just walk out in the middle of the road and you're like, whatever, hit me, bro. You know what I mean? I need to feel something. I yeah. need to feel my clavicle in, the, in my backbone. So, yeah. Now. And it was, yeah, it was these automobile associations that came together and, and came together and they did this promotion. And they, and what I was saying about the clowns, it wasn't like, of course, they didn't have advertisements. They actually did parades. So they would have parades with these model, a clown would be walking around, everybody may be making fun of a clown because clowns are dumb and whatever. That's what they would assume. And the cloud would be hit, bumped by a Model T. It was a Model T that would be bumped into Everyone it. Everyone thinks a clown is stupid until they have to walk on their stilts. Unless you're in Mexico. <laughs> oh, they, they, they're here. Clowns, clowns are like... Uh, they're different here. Yeah, they, they they are like your stand-up comedians. That's that's what the clown is. They're your stand-up comedians. Like, mm. your MCs are usually clowns. Um, for, like, but my... Uh, I was at a function where it was, like, this dance and singing function. And they had a... Uh, the clown was, like, the MC. He would entertain us tell us jokes and then present the next act it's true there's a lot of clowns there there's yeah. also today me and you together with our with our kids and we went to that children's day they have here yeah and it was a clown yeah the clowns here are a big are thing. not like you're going to see in canada or the u.s you know it's not like a bumbling I'm gonna, idiot, yeah i'm going to make a just an animal uh oh. balloon animal and honk my honk my nose or we got these big feet no 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 like they of course they do that here but they tell some fantastic jokes and they are they're good comedians they're great entertainers yeah, yeah great entertainers all yeah. around so let's round this back where are we going with this right speaking of entertainers you, entertainers with you and me yeah we're entertainers are we entertaining i think so i hope so so i you know if we are entertaining go check out our uh kofi 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 and drop us give us a buy us a coffee wasn't if, it, if you want only if you want wasn't it the name of the un leader kofi annan i have no idea 
Oh, okay. That's back during the Iraq War. And it's, okay. Yeah. So. I wasn't at that time. I I was not paying attention to that. At yeah. All. So and then we have different tiers, different levels. You can donate. There's yeah, yeah. You can you. donate. You can you well, can even like you can buy a ringtone for a buck. You can buy a, a screensaver right. for a buck, or you can get the membership where we'll give you a shout out. You know, saying you're one of our members. We'll do that every episode, um, and then you also get a exclusive uh, phone background uh, screensaver. Uh, <laughs> Exclusive! <laughs> they can get all kind of stuff on there, guys. And uh, it's to, to give you guys some type of reference, it's kind of like Patreon. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it, kind it, of? It, is, that, is that the way to say that? 100%. Yeah. It is very similar to Patreon. And now they're selling some tortillas or something. Because That's apparently... Great. Because apparently... Should we just leave this on? You just leave it on. Listen to it, guys. Yeah, this, this, is, is, this, this is, is Mexico. This is daily, daily Mexico. Tamarindos Tam again, eh? Hey, Tamarindo. All right. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe with that coffee money, we can buy some tamarindos. Yeah, or like a, an extra microphone or a headset, and we just want to make this, we want to make this experience for you as best as we can because yeah. we're doing what we what we can with what money we have and what resources are available, and we just want to we want to step up our game so that the listening experience is better for you, and maybe a little easier for us that maybe in the future. We can actually put out more content. Who knows? I definitely want to put out more content in the yeah. future. Yeah, yeah, because you guys are hitting us up with the, our calls to action on every single episode has been bringing the. I'm going to say it right. We've 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 reached what a thousand listens. Thousand listens. A thousand, yeah, thousand listens. Down, downloads. We'll Is say it, thousand downloads. Do you think it's okay to maybe call them? What I think I, I want to call our listeners. Well, we're going to. Oh, we're going to do that. No, we're going to. Yeah. So at this point, we are going to put this uh, call to action. Oh, all right. That's yeah, right. We, we're going to put out onto Facebook. Um, maybe a little bit earlier, actually. This is. I think we should do this sooner. So this is maybe. This has already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know where you're we going, but go go for it. Yeah. So <laughs> what what, I, what I'm saying is uh, we're going to do this much sooner. So oh, th yeah. this episode is going to be released in August, but I think we should already be beginning of August. So the month of August will be us accumulating and finding out what we're going to call our listeners, uh, our group, us, not just you guys, but us too. Yeah. Because we're doing the same thing you guys are. We're just a mouthpiece for your uh, interest, for your inquisitiveness. Yeah, well, that's a good word, huh? Yeah, there you go. curiosity. Once, once in a while, once in a while, I get a good word out there. That's a, that had like a lot of uh, syllables in it, didn't it? <laughs> Inquisitiveness. That's five syllables, dude. I get a cookie later. Okay. Rye told me every time. Okay, I, I do have one. I have one. Every time I pronounce a word correctly, know the meaning, and say it correctly, Rye gives me a cookie and a, and a, <laughs> but and a, doing a, and a pat on my head. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, keep coming in. Keep sending them in. How do they, how do they send us stories, right? Uh you can. We'll we'll uh, Facebook the Lost Frequency Podcast uh, Facebook group. Yeah, or you can send me privately a message at uh, Tom Franklin. Rye Voss. And uh, like I said, you can always be anonymous um, because we, if that's what you prefer, we can also change your name, give you a pseudonym or whatever. And, it is and I think you, you can post in our group anonymous too if you want to. I think there's the ability to. If not, I'll make sure that happens. Oh yeah. Okay. We Facebook. Can look at that. Yeah, or you can also send us uh, um, an email at. The Lost Frequency Podcast at gmail.com. And fire that away at us. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, don't forget to rate, comment. Yep. Subscribe. Subscribe is a big one. Follow. Yeah. All that stuff. I mean, don't like physically follow me because I might turn around and throw a ninja star at your head. Or a rock. Or yeah, because you know you don't always you don't always have a ninja star on hand. No. Good point, right? There's always rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always rocks. Yeah, and um Keep listening, guys, because well, we're going to keep bringing these uh, these episodes to you. And remember, you're listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we bring the periphery into focus.